Hi everyone, Brother George here again. Thanks for joining me for Bible Made Easy podcast. God wiping out nearly the whole world with a flood. God commanding Abraham to sacrifice his own son, Isaac. God commanding the Israelites to utterly destroy the depraved Canaanites. These and other particularly Old Testament passages on the surface seem to portray God in a negative light and are often quoted by atheists to undermine the scriptures and so-called prove that the Bible is false or that God is cruel. How do we respond to that and how should we interpret such passages? Here are some tips to keep in mind that will help you to read and interpret such passages and come out with stronger faith and a better understanding of the eternal goodness of God. 1. God is not cruel. He always has a good reason for what he does that is beneficial for everyone involved, even if we can't see it. Psalm 145.9 The Lord is good to all and his mercy is over all that he has made. 2. We'll never completely understand God and his ways, just as a child doesn't understand his or her parents. So sometimes we just have to trust that he has good reasons for the way he acted. 3. The Bible often just tells the narrative of an event without revealing the underlying lessons. So it's up to us to actively seek these deeper insights with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, delving beyond the surface text. Proverbs 25.2 It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. 4. The text might not be saying what you think it says. There could be a translation issue or misunderstanding due to the way ancient languages were written. For example, the concept of slavery allowed in the Old Testament was not synonymous with the severe oppression and brutality of modern slavery. It was what was known as indentured servitude, which was a contractual agreement between laborers and employers where the laborer committed to serving for a predetermined period usually around seven years. Such arrangements were governed by regulations that guaranteed the rights of the worker and conditions for their eventual release. They were often a means for individuals to settle debts. So God wasn't condoning modern-style inhumane slavery at all. Another example is where God commanded the Israelites to utterly destroy nor marry the Canaanites, in Deuteronomy 7, 2 and 3. Some scholars point out that terms like utterly destroy are hyperbolic terms commonly used in ancient Near East languages. It's like people today saying that a modern sports team destroyed the opposition. Well, they didn't literally destroy them, they merely comprehensively defeated them. So God was actually commanding the Israelites to decisively defeat the Canaanites and drive them out of the land. Verse 3 supports this idea because how could they have even considered marrying them if they had literally utterly destroyed them? 5. Even if God punished some people with death, we can be assured that death and hell are not the end for them. 
but rather temporary judgments designed to get the wrongdoer to eventually repent. Psalm 105 For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting. 2 Peter 3.9 The Lord is patient toward you, not willing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. God uses death not to infinitely punish the evildoer, but rather as a means of transportation to the next life where he can deal with them further with the goal of eventual redemption. For more on this topic, check out my class on the purpose of hell and salvation in the afterlife at the link in the description. 6. God's way of dealing with humanity in the Old Testament via the laws of Moses and other means was harsh because it had to be due to the extreme depravity of the people at the time. But this was a temporary means to an end of bringing humanity forward to this age of grace where we're commanded to obey him out of love and where he can deal with us more gently. John 1.17 For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. 7. Consider where the devil's arguments against scripture always eventually lead to. Doubt, disbelief and eventual spiritual failure and unhappiness. So it's worth the time it takes to get to a place of peace and faith about the passage you're reading. 8. Consider how things would have turned out if there wasn't a loving God. Evil would happen in this world anyway, but without a divine someone to bring good out of it in this life or the next. 9. When troubled by some passage, get outside help to find the answers you need. Do some research. While I don't agree with everything they say, gotquestions.org and crossexamine.org are very good resources to look at. I'll put the links in the description. You could also discuss the passage with a trusted someone who can help you interpret it well. Or put your question in the comments section and I'll try to answer you. Reading and wrestling with problematic passages should leave us with at least a sense of faith and trust in him that he knows what's best even if we don't see it. And ideally, with a deeper understanding of God's infinite love and wisdom. If we're doubting, or spiritually destabilized, then we haven't gotten to the goal yet. In that case, be sure to ask God to get you there, and he surely will. God bless you all. Thanks for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe, like, and share. Bye.